Welcome to Phoenix and Flame, pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. This podcast is not intended for use as psychotherapy. If you feel you are in crisis, please call 911 or contact your local crisis hotline. Welcome back to Phoenix and Flame. I'm Dana Skaggs, and this is my podcast on pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. If you are a returning listener, then welcome back, my friend. I appreciate you continuing to support the podcast. Uh, If you are new and this is the first episode that you've heard on Phoenix and Flame, then welcome. I hope you will find it helpful. Today we're going to be talking about managing anxiety at work. And I do want to throw out there and say that if this episode or any prior episodes have been helpful to you or if you feel like they might be helpful to someone that you know, then please share the um, link, the video, or um, in, on your social media. Put it out there on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, whatever floats your boat. Uh, the more people we can reach, the better. The, the bigger community we can grow together, the better that will be. So, Today I thought it would be nice to talk a little bit about how do we deal with anxiety in the workplace. And so the first thing that comes to my mind is boundaries. And when you think about being in the workplace and let's assume that you have some co-workers, then if there's a situation um, where a coworker is wanting to share their workload with you and that becomes a habit, then that needs to be something to be addressed. I'm talking about boundaries in general, and uh, if you are a returning listener, you know that I talk about boundaries a lot. It comes up in just about every conversation. Um, I talk about it every day in my practice because it's just a very good first step when you're addressing just about any issue because it helps you to figure out how much of this, how much of this issue is mine that I need to own and take responsibility for and how much of it is somebody else's responsibility. And until you understand the difference, then you may be wasting a lot of your time and spinning your wheels because you may be in somebody else's yard. And if you are a new listener and you don't understand what I mean by being in somebody else's yard, uh, you can go, I think the first five episodes or so were focused solely on boundaries. And I will have to say, and I'm kind of laughing a little bit because, again, the returning listeners know that uh, I've had some technical challenges along the way. That is not my wheelhouse, shall we say. So, some of the earlier episodes have some audio challenges. I was told that they were very quiet, that the, the listener had to turn the volume all the way up just to try to hear what I was saying, so I'll apologize for that ahead of time. Um, 
This has been a quite a learning curve <laughs> doing this podcast. But aren't we all on learning curves, you know? We're all on a learning curve. Don't give up. Just keep going. So, thinking about boundaries at work and how much it belongs to you and how much does not. So, let's use an example. Um, let's say that you have a coworker and you happen to be a very nice, kind person who thinks of others and is willing to help out. That's awesome. Uh, and your coworker seems to uh, rather frequently um, give you work to do that he or she should be doing. Okay, so helping out once in a while is one thing. But repeatedly accepting work that isn't yours, that belongs to someone else, is a problem. You are training the other person to take advantage of you if you do that. Helping out once in a while is a good thing. But just allowing someone to dump their stuff on you is not. And I'm going to go out on a limb here a little bit and say that whatever you do, more than likely your coworker is going to be taking credit for it. So if that's okay with you, then keep going at it. But you have to consider as well, you know, I've said this before, there's only one person on this planet who is responsible for keeping you together. And that person is you. And so if you have a family or you have responsibilities after work, you have activities you'd like to participate in or clubs that you go to or you just need some downtime, some Netflix binging or Hulu binging or whatever floats your boat. If you're staying at work until 8 o'clock at night and a lot of that is doing somebody else's work, this is a problem. Usually when people do that, they get very angry and upset but they don't really address it. They just build up resentment because they don't feel comfortable speaking to the other person. They're afraid that the other person is going to... If you're on the video watching, I apologize, but there is <laughs> there is a hair on my face and it keeps tickling my forehead. I apologize. You may hear something on the, the audio as I take my glasses off and put my glasses back on. I'm sorry. But you know, you guys know me. I'm just... I'm just real. This is life, right? You're going along and you're trying to do a podcast and then your hair is tickling your face. Okay, I think I took care of it. Anyway, so, you know, you're at work and you have to figure out how much of someone else's stuff you're going to take. Now, I was saying some people feel uncomfortable being assertive or setting a boundary because I'm telling you right now, Setting a boundary with people, especially people that don't respect boundaries, is difficult because they don't respond very well. They don't like it because when you set a boundary, it's going to cause them a problem. So naturally and logically, they're not going to respond very well. Sometimes they think that if they're fussy enough with you and angry enough with you that you will get back in line and do whatever it is that they wanted you to be doing. 
Now, if that's the way you want to live your life, have at it. Like I've said before many times, I'm not judging. I don't judge. Everybody's on a different path. If you're someone and you want to live your life that way, then you enjoy that. That's not for me. No, thank you. Um, personally, I wouldn't want to be in that situation and be scrabbling home at 8 o'clock at night and, you know, what about supper? Uh, there's clothes to wash. There's things to do. I plan on going by the mall to pick up some pants. I don't have any time. No, no thank you. Okay? So let's say, you know, you want to say something to that person. You might say, well, Dana, well, what do I say? Because I've been doing this for you know, six months or whatever, and they just expect me to do it now. And if I say something now, they're going to get really mad. Okay, fair question, right? So next time they try to hand you their stuff, you just simply say, I don't think so. And they're going to, like, get all bug-eyed and look at you and stutter and stammer and try to get angry with you. The thing about setting boundaries is you don't ever have to get angry you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to get confrontational and upset. That's not what setting boundaries is about. Like I've said before, some of the most calm, peaceful people I know are the ones that have a very good understanding of their boundaries and know how to set them well. And leaving all the anger and the bluster and everything to everybody else. So if you say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Keeping your voice very calm, very respectful. Always be respectful. And they don't like it and they start to get upset. You can just walk away. Do you understand? You can't stop someone else from getting all blustery and angry. But you do have control over how much you're going to stand there and listen to it. You don't have to listen to that. Um, you can just walk away. Now, will they like that? Absolutely not. Again, if you're going to, you have to choose. Are you going to continue to, like I said, scrabble home at 8 o'clock at night, dead tired, haven't had supper, nobody in the family's had supper, you know, you didn't get to go get your outfit at the mall. You, I mean, are you going to continue to live your life that way or are you going to decide to set some boundaries? Because either way, it might be hard. In my mind, not setting boundaries is hard forever. Setting boundaries is hard in the beginning. But if you're consistent with it, you will teach the other person a new lesson about what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. So as you guys know, I love boundaries, and I could talk about this forever and ever, but I'm trying to make these episodes a little shorter, so I need to move myself along here. Um, another thing to think about is communication, and that goes along with boundaries as well, um, because other people cannot read your mind. So let's go back to the example that I gave. Let's say that your coworker thought that you didn't have a problem with doing all of his work. We're going to say he. It could be a she. We're going to say he. Because you never said anything about it. You never said, I don't want to do this, or I don't have time for this. You never spoke your feelings and thoughts. And so, let's say he didn't know. It's your responsibility to speak. Now, I know that's not always easy, especially for the people pleasers out there. And there's a lot of people pleasers out there. They are scared to death of not pleasing somebody. And I could go on. I, I need probably to do several episodes just on that alone. But right now we're talking about anxiety at work. So communicating. Again, when you're speaking to someone, be respectful. You do not need to raise your voice. But speak. Communicate your thoughts and feelings. Because other people, like your coworkers, they don't know 
that you don't like doing all this work. You're doing it, so your behavior says you're just fine with it. You're teaching them you're fine with it. So if you're not, you need to communicate that and change your behavior. Another thing to consider is prioritize. When you have a lot of work to do, and a lot of people that I talk to have more work given to them than they really have time to do, and they're in a constant state or a virtual constant state of stress and upset and discomfort. So it's helpful to prioritize. What is the most important thing? Get those things done first. So if you run out of time, and you probably will, at least the things that you didn't get done that day were not the most important things. Because imagine if you did it the other way. Imagine if you did not prioritize, and you're just like grabbing and snatching at stuff willy-nilly, and your whole day is full, and you work all day, but then you leave at the end of the day, and you come back the next day, and your boss is mad because the most important thing you didn't even get to. Prioritize. Work your way from the most important to the least important. That way, if you need to leave, whatever doesn't get done is not the most important thing. Also consider adjusting your expectations of yourself and your expectations of other people. I know there's some folks out there who kind of attach their value as a human being to their work product. And sometimes they are at danger of becoming a workaholic because that's how they see their value. The more they produce, the better they produce, the more money they make, the more clients they have, I could go on and on and on, then the more value they have as a human being. Which means, if you turn that inside out, if you take all that stuff away, they're worthless. And that's not tolerable to them or anybody. None of us wants to feel worthless, for goodness sake. Um, but sometimes... Again, most people aren't in a situation where all they have in their whole life is just their job. That's very rare. And if they do, if they are in a situation like that, they probably don't want to be. Um, a lot of people, they would like to have some kind of a companion, some kind of a relationship socially. People frequently have families. They frequently have partners or spouses or children, um, parents, siblings. Lots of times they want to be involved in some kind of social activities or sports teams or, you know, do some fun things. You know, life is more than just a job. Well, you know, if you're expecting yourself to perform at work like you're some kind of robot, then you're not going to have much time for the other things in your life. Most people, and again, not everybody, but most people function better when they are allowed to be more well-rounded, we'll say, where they allow themselves time to disconnect and just laugh and have some drinks and go out with some friends and do some fun things. It actually makes them a better employee because they've had time to chill out and discharge some stress and have some fun and, and rejuvenate and recharge. Then when they go back to work, they're better. They're happier. They produce more. They produce better quality work. And so adjusting your expectations of yourself would mean maybe you go home a little bit earlier so that you have time for some of these other things. Maybe you take on a little less extra projects so that you actually have time to be more well-rounded. 
Adjusting your expectations. What are you expecting of yourself and why is that? Are you expecting too much? Why are you expecting too much? You know, some of these issues are pretty deep-rooted, and if they are, then please, you know, seek out a therapist. I talk to some of my patients about this, about why, why are you so focused on being this or that? What's the motivation behind it? Sometimes the motivation, like I said, is, has been there a really long time, and it's pretty deep-seated, and you might need some help in adjusting those expectations. Sometimes we need to adjust our expectations of other people. You know, if you expect someone at work to be a certain way and they're not and you get very upset about that, you know, people's behavior will show you how they, what they're going to do. I mean, watch what they do because that's, that's who they are. Frequently what we'll do is we will see what they do, but that's not what we want them to do. We want them to behave differently. We want them to either take on more responsibility or stop dumping so much stuff on us. Or if it's a boss, we want them to acknowledge what we do or whatever. Well, again, you can, you can communicate and certainly put yourself out there. But sometimes you just need to adjust your expectations. Sometimes they're just not going to change. And continuing to expect someone to behave in a way that they're not going to behave is just going to frustrate you. Another thing to consider is self-care. Take care of yourself. I mentioned this a little bit earlier in terms of being well-rounded, but it takes time for that. You know, self-care can be as basic as making sure you eat well, trying to get some exercise. And that varies. You know, some people like to be on teams to do things or do group exercise. Some people don't like to go outside. They like to do uh, workouts like YouTube videos, which you can do in your pajamas. Um, some people love being outside. They just have to be outside with the with the sun and the wind, and that really you know, invigorates them. The point is, you do you. You find something that works for you and do it somewhat consistently. And, and, you know, some other self-care options might be getting a massage, uh, maybe getting a mani-pedi, or you know, meditating on a fairly regular basis. These are all things that you do to take care of yourself. One of the things that I do uh, is I have a devotional meditation time just about every morning where I journal and I pray and it's just sort of like in a way you know how someone that needs dialysis and they hook themselves up you know they're hooked up to a dialysis dialysis machine if I can speak clearly and so it's basically processing out all of the toxin that has built up in their system and then it's it's working that it's pulling all the toxin out and then putting the blood back in fresh it's clean that's sort of what my meditation time feels like to me where I'm just sort of getting rid of all of the toxins from my thoughts my feelings um, sort of dumping that out into my journal and then with prayer time and just meditative time, feeling like I'm just pulling fresh peace into myself. And I do that virtually every morning, and it's very helpful. That way, all of the, the emotional, mental toxins of all the different things that are in my life don't build up. I have a chance to kind of move that through, process it through. And that's very helpful. That's just a personal self-care that I... I would hate to think what I would be like if I did not do that on a regular basis. 
Um, another thing is to consider in terms of self-care is mindfulness. This could be in self-care or it could be in other categories as well. And I've done prior episodes. I think episode 14 was on mindfulness and I did, did one prior to that as well. Basically keeping your head where your feet are. Using your five senses to keep you anchored into the moment. Letting go of the past. Forgetting about the future. Be in the moment. That is also something that will help you deal with anxiety at work. And lastly, let me just toss in, sometimes, once you've done everything that you can do, if you feel like your situation is just so, so toxic for various reasons, sometimes coworkers can be extremely toxic and they have this dysfunction dance going on and they're not going to stop it. And it's just very, very nauseating to be around it. And you feel like it's really dragging you down and it might even be causing you physical issues. Sometimes people start to have physical symptoms from stress. Things develop like high blood pressure, some irritable bowel syndrome, GERD, ulcerative colitis, all kinds of things, migraine headaches. It just goes on and on. You might want to consider looking for other jobs. For some people, this is not a, a particularly good choice, but for some people, it is. And sometimes it doesn't hurt to just look around and see what's out there, that there might be a change that you can make, that you don't necessarily have to stay in this current job situation for the rest of your life. There might be a change that you can make along those lines. So those are just some things to consider about dealing with anxiety at work. Uh, if you, again, if you have any questions about that, uh, any comments, you can, you know, go to phoenixinflame.com. There's a place there to send me an email. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope it's been helpful to you and maybe you know of somebody else that it might be helpful to as well. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, please share, put it on social media, put it out there, spread the word. Um, that way we can all kind of reach out and create a community and help each other. So I hope you have enjoyed this, and I hope the rest of your day goes wonderfully. And I hope to talk to you again on another episode. This is Dana on Phoenix and Flame.